Hey everybody, welcome to the Family Jewels True Crime Podcast, episode 2 of season 4. And I'm going to call this one Blaine! Blaine! <laughs> Blaine. Uh, most of you know the word Blaine from uh, Blaine was pretty in pink. One uh, was, um, God, Andrew McCarthy? His character in Pretty in Pink. But Blaine was... The very first person I met before I even went into Fenwick, Blaine was somebody that um, I connected with on um, multiple levels, but I think I think most, and now in hindsight with how, how beautiful hindsight and, and how 2020 hindsight is, it was because we both had shitty dads. We had dads that maybe had the best of intentions, but uh, went about uh, enacting those best intentions with <laughs> with the wor- with with behavior that had the worst of consequences. So it is my great honor to invite Blaine onto um, season four and onto episode two, and uh, uh, you know so much of what I've been trying to do already in season four is to connect you guys with other storylines and the people that I surrounded myself with and got closest to at this point because of maybe factors I didn't truly understand at the moment. And this is, this is why you look back. And this is why so much of, of, of this podcast already in the last episode with Tommy and and throughout four seasons has has been more therapy than I I think I could get anywhere, because I'm I'm dredging up I'm 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 sort of raking out and and trying to understand who I was prior to um, forces that changed my perception irrevocably. So I'm gonna try to um I'm gonna bring Blaine in on a call, and I'm I'm using a different technique right now to get. Now, yeah, okay. For those of you that don't know, I grew up on Sherwood Ave, and Sherwood Ave was in Peabody. Um, it, uh, it's so hard to sort of gauge Central Peabody, uh, South Peabody, West Peabody. No, it was on. It was right on the border of Salem, which meant that I had to just kind of hop two streets over before I was in Blaine's neighborhood, which was w- Witchcraft Heights, and uh, same neighborhood. What, would you say middle class? Would you say upper? Would you say lower? Where would you place your family at that time? Oh, I, I, it was pretty much a working class neighborhood. I mean, there was nobody, you know what I mean? There weren't any doctors and lawyers. There were, you know what I mean? Like right. like contractors and, and, and mostly, I mean, but, but I would say, you know, you know, I mean, like, you know, guys who had middle class, Brian, you know, I mean, you know, guys who hustled. You know, if they had money, they probably lived elsewhere. But this was this was like a big development for the masses, you know, right. which Craft Heights was. It was 100%. built by a... And basically yeah. built to house the people that would eventually, like, end up dumping into Boston to to serve Boston proper. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could say. I mean, I, I don't know where... I mean, most everybody kind of worked local, but, but I would say they were pretty much... You know, I, again, they, you know, what I mean, my my friends' parents weren't, you know, the kids in the neighborhood. They weren't doctors and lawyers. They nope. they were they were contractors, or they were two working parents, yep. or you know what I mean. They were middle managers. They were, you know what I mean. They weren't, uh, you know what I mean. They were, they weren't Mercedes. You know what I mean. Running around the neighborhood, you know, they were they were they were station wagons. And, <laughs> you and know, if, they were. And if you saw a Mercedes, you worried. You're like, hey, what the hell is that doing in our neighborhood? Well, it would it would draw it would draw the eye, you know what I mean? If somebody somebody had a Mercedes in that neighborhood, it'd be like, oh, look at this guy, right, right, right. <laughs> see somebody special, yeah, isn't he quite a social climber? <laughs> so, so yeah, there um, wasn't there wasn't much of that. Now, I have to say that within Witchcraft Heights, your house was um, particular. It stood out, <laughs> and it's it stood out because, and this is just so hilarious. What did your dad do to that fucking house, man? Tell me. Well, you know, I mean, I don't know, very, very old school Italian, you know, man, my father and a general contractor. So, uh, you know, I think he was also the youngest of 12 kids. So it, it, it uh, you know, what I mean, I think he envisioned having a much larger family 
And, uh, you know, at least, you know, I mean, it kind of reminds me of the way that my mother would describe what happened to that house. And every time she'd go in and have a baby, my father would tear a portion of it off because, you know, the family's growing. We need more space. And, you know, he was in the biz. So, you know what I mean? It, 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 uh, you know, I mean, so I want, I want to, I'm going to paint. We moved into that house. I would, I want to paint a visual. I want to paint a visual of your house in the way my brain remembers it as a picture cookie cutter houses along a row of street upon street upon street. And then one of them looks like Jiffy pop popcorn about to explode its roof off. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't even know how many houses they were there. There might've been, there might've been 300, 300, 400 houses. In at this, least, at least. Witchcraft Heights development. And they were all like one of, you know, two or three different designs, right. you know, I mean, they weren't very many. They were all like, um, like split entries or raised ranches or, you know what I mean? And some had a house on the left, the entry door, like, you know, more on the left, some had it more on the right, but they were all essentially identical. Correct. Um, and yours, you know I mean? and yours, and, yours look like the block in tech in Tetris that you're like, yes, I just got that thing. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. This house got a superpower or super, you know what I mean? Like, it, no shit. Yeah, I don't know. And, and, the second I, gun in Gallagher or something. I don't know, but it, it yeah, it, it, they, he made a monstrosity out of it. Every well, no, time. I, the second, one of my, se second gun in Gallagher is tough because it was unfinished. Correct. Did he ever finish it? Uh, you know what? The outside. No, you know what? It was <laughs> no, no, <I'm laughs> oh, sure. no. He did. Um, it was it was weather tight, right? <laughs> weather tight. There you go. Um, Is a frog's ass but, water I mean, tight? You know, he we got distracted know. with other 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 you know things in life. You know what I mean? Whether it was you know any one of the you know developments for you know projects he was working on or you know what i mean I, I don't know i mean he just never it's funny but you know they say like roofers houses leak you know like my, <laughs> my my father's house you know was it, the roof didn't leak um much um you know over time i think it was kind of fallen into disrepair but okay yeah so, no so I, he what, never what, really he never really finished you know it was um it's like the statue kind of, of aphrodite wasn't the statue of aphrodite incomplete was it? I, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe like the sculpture. Like there's one. There's. I just remember some some sculpture of some chick without arms, and it was like, well, what happened to that thing? That that's kind of. Yeah, I know. I'm not a, now, not a big fan of the mythology, but my dad, my dad was was uh was a little different in that he he completed everything. He made the two bedrooms uh in the attic in my split level yeah. house. He um yeah. he he was just an amazing mason. So so many similarities between your dad and my dad but let's let I'm gonna back up a little bit and talk about how you and I met what right. what is your recollection of our first meeting oh you know I heard you I heard you talk about this with Tommy yesterday and I was like and then I started thinking I I, I honest to God I I almost I can't remember exactly it just seemed like Brian, I don't know. Were we in a class together? Did we sit together at lunch? You know what I mean? As like, there had to have been a connection. Maybe I. You know what? It might have been. It might have been through Richie. I'm honestly, I want to tell you what. Because it was. Richie was in my freshman. Richie what? was in my freshman year. Um, he was in my homeroom, Mrs. Brigante. But you know, you weren't. No, I and, was not. I, I, but I, but I, I know, I mean, freshman year, Brian. All right. So, so what bus did you take home from Fenwick? I don't remember taking the bus. Ever? No. Because I, I don't used think to get, so. I, I mean, used... if, if I did, it would have been with somebody. It would have been maybe with you. That That's my recollection is you and I met on that bus ride home. I took it the first couple of months of freshman year until I met Tommy, until I met Richie, until I met the people with cars. And I think the couple of times that you and I walked down, um, not home street, um, milk street. Where did the bus let us off, Brian? I forget it, it was I, Washington I, you know, street at Washington street. Yeah. It dropped us off on Aborn. Aborn took it. Oh, Marlboro, Marlboro road, dude. Yeah, that you know that that could be it, right? I I honest to God, I mean, you know, you were so close to Marlboro Road, <laughs> and I and I yeah. was uh, 
I think that's the couple of times that 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 we actually connected were on that bus until we then made connections. That's, that's plausible. Through Richie. Yeah. Okay. So that being said, you ended up being so close to the house, and and I, I've always told this story, and I love this story because because I had this connection to the to the Peabody High School and all the city kids and all those fucking thugs and all those degenerates. And I was hanging out with them that once they heard that I was going to go to Bishop Fenwick, they, I was immediately labeled and I got a lot of shit for it. So I remember being, it was on Home Street, down in those woods that you sent me a video of. And I wish you would send me all those videos again because um, stupid iCloud said, hey, your, your, <laughs> your memory is low, so we got to delete these. Because I, I would love to have that sort of, hey, here are the places that we hung out. But, oh, I'll, I'm happy to do that anytime. You know what I mean? I'll go. I'll go take video. I mean, honest to God, Brian, it's half a laugh for me. Like like a walk down memory lane. I mean, uh, I, you know, I as it will be for me when I come back up there and I do the Family Jewels tour just around the. Oh city. yeah. Um, yeah. But, but but the place that I remember you coming. <laughs> Remember, remember you coming down was we were sitting at a fire right off of Home Street, down in that pit of the near the tennis courts, right before the World School, and you showed up. You showed up in a full yellow rain gear outfit, and all of us were sitting in jean and leather jackets and soaked to the bone. We had a fire, the only chance of ever being dry again. And you walked up like you were like, "Fuck it, I am a survivalist, motherfuckers, and I need some weed like that." Yeah, yeah. And you were labeled. Um, you were labeled right away. And I got to tell you something. There, there wasn't a single person that that was at that fire that wanted to kick your ass that could kick your ass. Which is the other thing that that I've always admired about you because you you always had like the the strength of Kev. Meaning, meaning, I've just never seen anybody so strong in my life, but was able to, to like you never wanted to actually use it to hurt anybody, which. Kev was much different in that respect. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have to say, I can say this, you know what I mean? You, you know, justice was swift in my house, you know what I mean? So if someone was going to try to force their will on me and use violence, you know, I, I mean, I might not, I might not, I might not, you know, you know, I mean, I may not be able to take anybody, everybody that comes my way, probably a frac small fraction of the people that come my way. But I can take a beating like anyone. <laughs> yeah, Someti uh, so, sometimes you, know you mean, I, just wasn't, I just wasn't afraid of it that way, you know. Good I mean, for you. Good for you, because I'm still I afraid of everything. Now, when when you and I started hanging out, we started experimenting, like any teenager does, with with certain uh, illegal substances. So, so I is it okay if I tell the starfish story? Oh, I don't care, Brian. Yeah, yeah, by all means. So, so tell, at, you know, I, I mean, I'm not, again, I, you know, I'm not going to carry on about how great it would be to smoke another joint or rip a bunch of lions. You know what I mean? It's just not my, no, I don't want to not. celebrate the fact that I have a drug history, but uh, you know what I mean? I've got one. I'll own it. And, and you know what? And, and, and same here, because right now I, I wouldn't own it if I wasn't so okay with, with not being that person anymore. Like you could put a pile of yeah cocaine, yeah you could put a pile of cocaine in front of me and I would be like no get that away from me that's nothing but misery cocaine just turns mm -hmm. you into a scumbag um, but but I was a huge fan of hallucinogens and I used to be able to get mescaline and I remember Pat Welcome used to get it from me for me and Moonhead and I had a party at my house one day. day you did you saw him mm -hmm. wow no well uh, he's around he's around. Um, I can't, I haven't seen, he's around, um, up in Gloucester. Yeah. Um, I think he's, I think he's been married. Um, I don't know. I think, I think maybe married, divorced, and then maybe remarried or he's in another relationship. I, I don't really know the story. My, one of my tenants was actually from Rockport and was sort of friendly or somehow, you know, you know, would occasionally give me, not necessarily an update, but you know what I mean? Oh, I knew Pat, and I see him around. He seems like he's doing okay now. You know what I mean? Like they, they had some peripheral knowledge of how how his life is going anyway. Good for him. Good for him. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I knew him for such a little bit of time, but I spent a lot of time with him. Not like you and Tommy. Oh and, yeah. And everybody else that I spent, uh, you know, a good solid ten years with. So, mm -hmm. so the night in question is the first time that you ever took part in mescaline, and I spent the entire night 
trying to get your hand off of your face because you thought you were being attacked by a starfish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember. <laughs> and I, we were on Home Street again, which I don't know why that is significant. And I, maybe that's because our circle was so small at the time. But I, I ended up dropping you off at your house at like midnight and being like, dude, you need to just go because I had had enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure it was a long night for you. I remember, I, you know, I, I was a handful. But it, it, at that point, it just started just a, a, what I consider a great friendship. I feel like you are responsible for my um, respect and admiration of European staring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I have the seen, VW. I have seen. I have seen you do things in that in that in that golf. Do you remember the time you spun out and you ended up like on the? It wasn't right in the front of Fenwick, but it was right in the yard to the left if you were facing Fenwick. You ended up in that in that field. And I think I found you trying to change a tire or you had it jacked up for some reason and you just <laughs> that thing was just Well that sounds like me. It's just a I, tank. You know, I'm sure I was I was probably high, but I, I don't remember honestly. <laughs> I, I mean I, I it sounds like me, Bri, because I would do I would work on that car no matter where. I mean, you know, if even if it meant you know what I mean, you know, tying a you know, some some nylons around where a, a, a alternator belt used to be just to kind of keep it rolling and run so, the water pump or, so, you know what I mean? Whatever. I mean, you know, I, would I have to tape say, and, um, you know, this isn't back in the time when like, if you had a little bit less tire pressure, your car was like, Hey, excuse me, your tires are low. This was back in the time that the, the, the Germans put eight red and yellow lights on your dashboard and, and all of your yellows were lit up. Oh yeah, no, no, that thing lit up. I, you know what? But I don't know if that was necessarily because of you know, like something was wrong with the car, or well, mechanically wrong, and it was indicating such, or if it was just an electrical failure in the wiring harness. You know, like it just that car, that car, uh, uh, yeah, it had, it had a well. That was the nice thing about a diesel because it had very little electronic controls. You know, they, but it had plenty of idiot lights, that's for sure. And, and every and one I of think, them was definitely lit. I mean, it was like get sunburned just driving the thing. Yeah, I think sometimes that was the only day. thing that powered us through the night was the dashboard lights lit up. Um, so, yeah. So, I, you know, I can I also relate to you on the level of, you know, we, we dealt with people. Richie had a fastback Mustang. Tommy got a brand new Mustang. Pete got a brand new Mustang. Yeah. Um, Chris had a nice Monte Carlo that nobody ever else wanted. But it was decent. It moved. And I had a Chevy Cavalier. Oh, those were cool cars. I think Peter had one, too. A Monte Carlo? Yeah, they, before remember, he got... Remember Peter, Peter and Chris had the same had the same light yep. blue. Yeah. Uh, one might have been a Regal, maybe. One was a Monte Carlo, but oh, they were all like, you know... they Wasn't Tommy's the, the Regal? The white Regal. What was Tommy? No, Tommy had car. a uh, Tommy had a Cutlass, like right. the white Cutlass with yeah, the red yeah. top. Yeah, <laughs> you heard that. I, think. I, I, I don't know it. if it was a Cutlass Oldsmobile for some reason. I don't know what kind. Maybe it was a Cutlass. I forget. Um, I, rem I could hear that car start in his driveway. That's how I knew how far he was away from picking me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that that I'll tell you, that Mustang that Tommy had was pretty sick. Uh, unbelievable! After that, after oh the, my god! Yeah, I, that was a pretty sick car. You know, and I loved I loved Richie's, but you couldn't sit in the back of Richie's without coming out with permanent brain damage because that thing smoked and burned. Yeah, and it always <laughs> smelled like gasoline for some reason. I don't know, like I, it was yeah. like the carburetor mix was off or something. Yeah, it was. The only... It was a beautiful car. I mean, it sure looked nice, Holy and it and it, and it it got up and hauled ass, but. Without a doubt. Um, now, was it, I think he always thought the Volari was almost that, <laughs> almost that great a car too. Oh, the Volari! Remember the Volari with oh, the slant, with the he, slant six and the t, the aftermarket T roofs. And we, I, what I really remember is sitting around anybody's kitchen table and being like Volari and just and singing it, and he gets so mad, but. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, Richie. Richie was he? You wind him up. That was that was like a pastime for all of us, right? Wind each other up, frankly. Yeah, I f I felt like nobody fucked with me though. I, it was it was I don't know, not that anybody was afraid of me. I think I was the weakest link. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know. But remember, like remember, like doing like the penguin. You know what I mean? Like somebody <laughs> would we'd be sitting in traffic. You know what I mean? Someone would open the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, the penguin be, you know, would stop flapping. bats. You know what I mean? And then you'd start banging this. You know what I mean? Like the the bang the dashboard or the back of the seat 
God, that that would that would that would send Richie into orbit. Yeah. Who let that penguin in here? You know what I mean? And then it's like, get that damn penguin out of here. You know what I mean? Now now. would be melting down. You know what I mean? And then (laughs) and then like someone would open the door and close it, and then it would be like silence. We were all in on it. Now, if 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 Richie had one of those automatic like where you can close everybody's door but your own. That, oh my God! That must have been the first option. Oh yeah, that would yeah. Richie could have used something like that at that time. <laughs> now, um, let, let's talk about uh, about when you heard that that um, the shit hit the fan for the Sobolewski family. Hmm. Where were you? Uh, well, I I was probably probably at school uh, uh, down the Cape, Mass Maritime. At the Maritime, yeah. Right. Um, because you, uh, well, you know what, Brian? I don't, uh, you went in, was it 94? Six. Six. Nine, six. Okay. Yep. So I, I graduated in 94. So I was probably shipping out and and back and forth between, you know what I mean? Like I, w- I would leave for extended periods of time, you know? So I would come home. You know, after six weeks, sometimes four weeks, eleven weeks. You know, merchant marine type stuff. So, so I just and, I, I want to cover some bases here, just so everybody knows. Um, in in mm-hmm. terms of what Fenwick was about, it was college prep. It was supposed to send you to some some upper level education. And Blaine got accepted to Mass Maritime. Now, what what does it take to get into a school like Mass Maritime? It's it's almost military, correct? It's it's mil- yeah it's sort of pseudo paramilitary I don't know everything's modeled after the naval academy so there's you know it's just a state run naval academy so at that time anyway train people to, to to become merchant marines okay um, well, so uh, know, what's what's a merchant be, marine for those of for those of us in the audience that don't know what a merchant marine is what is that uh you know people who go to you know essentially go to sea for a living and bring you know bring like uh you know tankers of oil into the u.s or export oil from the u.s or containers or uh, it's it's basically like bulk marine transportation and you know they get the merchant marine thing to it um you know uh, they played a pretty big role in like you know world war ii and in in war provisioning and stuff like that so it wouldn't be you know a navy you know it wouldn't be a battleship that carried all this cargo you know what i mean to you know distant shores uh wherever the boys were fighting it would be you know what i mean in a merchant in a merchant vessel right right, right. Um, okay and, and, you know and, so so anyway that's that's what that was about so, so ever since i met blaine from the from the point that you showed up in a uh what is it the, um what's the salt morton salt um, logo in your in your yeah the, the Gordon's the Gordon's <laughs> fisherman outfit yeah. right the southwester <laughs> cap yes I mean that that day Brian that you talk about the getup you know what I mean I was coming back to work because I, I was working on those party boats in yep. the summer yeah so 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 you know what I mean I probably came back from a from a harbor tour you know what I mean on a rainy day in my you know white you know what I mean on my khaki shorts my my red polo my yellow. <laughs> yeah. And, yes. and 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 my my sou'wester hat to keep the rain off of me or whatever you know what I mean that's that's why they called me Gilligan I think because yep, I fucking yep. look like him yeah you absolutely <laughs> did so, and and we saw you from the second you were visible anywhere we had oh Google... that that yeah that that slicker was electric man uh, Google Maps Google <laughs> Maps would have picked you up hide out from anybody in that thing I guess yeah you would pick you, a satellite could pick you up at that point but but from <laughs> But from there, like you've always had this connection to the sea. You have you worked on yeah, yeah. That's kind of where the the love of the water sort of got, you know, was born. Where did it come from, though? Did your dad instill that in you? Was it just a passion of yours? What? Nah, you know what it was. Probably was probably like uh, you know my old man was 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 real big on working, and I didn't really want to work with him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I mean, that was kind of like, you know, that's the, you know, the, I didn't, you know, the way my father grew up, you know what I mean? And, you know, an Italian house, you know what I mean? The, the father is a, owns a business and he hands it down to his sons. Um, you know what I mean? And then they come in and take over and so what, buy him what, out in the end. And what specifically was his business? Uh, you know, my father was a hustler, but uh, he did a little <laughs> bit of everything. But his, his no, his, uh, his, his, uh, his thing was... Um, well, I mean, he had licenses for everything. So um, he had a small oil company, 
and and he did boiler service and delivered oils in a tank truck. And you um, did you ever do a, that with he, him? I sure did. Yeah, okay. I was five, six years old. I remember sitting in the truck with him going to the tank farms down off of, you know, Suffolk Downs in East Boston, right. Chelsea. The same, the that's where trucks. dad grew up. There, there's got to be a time that my dad and your dad passed, uh, cross paths. Oh, I, well, you know, like your father talks about hellers and stuff like that. You know yeah. what I mean? My, yeah. We weren't that far. You know what I mean? And, right. and my, my dad ran, my dad was, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't, you know, I he he. My father knew plenty of. You know, I mean, actually, back then, right, everybody kind of hustled a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we would go see Uncle Jimmy, right? You know, and his name was Jimmy Buddha. I never even knew what his last name was. He was this Italian guy, and he was the um, he was the mayor D at the. Um, I don't know. I can't I forget the name of the the Chinese food place that was like where the Squire is now, the strip joint. Uh. But anyway. There was this there was this Italian guy who was the maitre d' at the Chinese food place. And every, like, every, you know, my father and this guy were tight. You know, like, they hung out a lot. And uh, we'd go and visit him. We'd go get something to eat. You know, Jimmy always had something in the back of his trunk that he would open. You know, there was dingo boots. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, shit that fell off of the back yeah. of a truck. <laughs> yeah, whoops. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> this guy may have even fenced stuff. And, and you know, I'd be, I'd be honest. I, well, I... Sometimes I think, you know what I mean, like, you know, my father may have received stolen merchandise or sold stolen merchandise, uh, you know, like like restaurant equipment, things like that. You know, right, he, right. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily feel like, you know what I mean? It was I mean, I, I was never I never went out on a, on a, you know, on a, on a commercial mixer heist or anything like that. But, you know, I may have gone with my father to go pick it up. You know what I mean? Because, you know, somebody's restaurant folded and my father was going to buy it and resell it. I which mean, is, you know, which is what I, what I talk, well, but, but, but the, the word that, that keeps coming up is, is we were indoctrinated into a, a type of thinking that said, Hey, uh, that fence is open. There's shit in there we could use. Let's go get it. Oh yeah, yeah. There was elements of that for sure. I mean, I, I you know, I mean, my, I, I think what my father was like, you know, what the government doesn't know isn't gonna, isn't, you're not gonna miss it. It's not okay, gonna, so so let's. I let's, don't know. He didn't. He, my father hated having the government in his business. Okay, so let's segue a little bit, including into, the IRS, which well, yeah. we can get to later. <laughs> no, well, that's that's a perfect segue into now. Like, let's talk about what what happened, and, and where were you when it happened? Uh, well, the old man, the old man went. Um, uh, he, he went away in, uh, 90, 90, I'm going to say 92. Okay. So that's four years before my old man. Four years before my Yeah. Yeah. And he did, he did, he got sentenced for like three years for, uh, bankruptcy fraud and tax evasion. Okay. And now, it was federal. Let's, let's back up to the year or two prior to him actually being sentenced. That's when your life was turned upside down, correct? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you know, I think I think his tax trouble created problems in the house between my parents and they split up, you know what I mean, around that time. Um, my prior, mom went to live with my Prior to his arrest, they were separated? Prior to his arrest, yeah. Okay. And is yeah. it possible and that's, then, that's when your mom found out how deep the shit was? It's it's possible, although I think really I think the stress on my father made it uh, made made it very stressful in the house. And the, what what really split my folks, I think, was that, you know, I mean, my father wanted uh, my sister, frankly, um, you know, my my father wanted to kick my sister out of the house. And uh, because, you know, I mean, she wasn't, you know, cooperative, compliant. I, oh. I don't know. You know, oh. what I mean, my sister had a tough, tough relationship with my old man. And I don't, I never really understood the strife between them, but, yeah. um, I, I can say that, you know, essentially my father made my mother choose between him and my sister oh. and my mother chose my sister. Of course she did. You know, my sister was 16. You know what I mean? Yeah. My mother was, you know, I mean, no, no disrespect, Brian. My mother was a mother's mother. You know what I mean? She yep. was, she, I mean, you know, I think we're both blessed in that way. A hundred percent. Now I got to tell you, I mean, your, my, my your was, mother is you know. the only mother that saw through all of my bullshit, all of why every single, Tommy's mother didn't like me. Richie's mother didn't like me. Fucking nobody's mother liked me. Your mother treated me amazing. I, wow. It was just, she, I'm happy to hear that. 
She know, really she, did. She and was she was great. Yeah, she, she saw through bullshit, and and, and I, probably because her dad, she could do that. But um, what was your relationship like with the old man? Um, I was always trying to get out from under. So you always, you, you, you know what I mean? Like I didn't want to go into the construction bit. I didn't want to do what he wanted. To, you know, like I grew up, I wanted to play sports. You know what I mean? I wanted to. I, I you know, my whole thing. And I heard Tommy mention my hockey. You know what I mean? I, it's silly, but it's been a lifelong obsession of mine from playing in the ponds or whatever. So I, I wanted to just do my own thing. I wanted to play with the kids in the neighborhood and I wanted to, I wanted to play hockey. I wanted to do my sports, but you know, my mom was busy with, with, you know, my brother and sister who were much younger and you know, she had her hands full. So what did I have to do? I ended up going with my father everywhere. And, um, you know, I mean, I love my dad and everything and, and it was a good, um, uh, you know, it was a good experience to, you know I mean? Be around him for some of his, you know, construction projects and learn, learn about, you know what I mean? Some of the development, you know, learn about his, his trade and how he hustled and made a buck, but I didn't want to do that for a living. I wanted to, I wanted to do what I wanted to do. The stuff that I found fun, you know, most everything was just work. So, so Blaine, <laughs> frankly, now here's, here's the million dollar question. How far away are you from that right now? And how much are you like him right now? Ooh, well, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm, I'm exactly like him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did not, I, I can't say, I can't say exactly. That's not true. I, I have a fear. I mean, you know, one of the things that happened was, it was, you know, you know, he fucked up, you know, he fucked up, he went to jail and, uh, you know, you know, everybody does the time, you know what I mean? It really was a, was a tough, a tough slog there without, without the old man and his, I mean, frankly, his financial support. I mean, I got, I went to register for my second semester. I think it was either junior or sophomore year at the Maritime. And uh, they're like, you haven't paid. I'm like, I haven't paid. What are you talking about? I call my house and my aunt Dell is there. um, And she's like, yeah, I know your father went to jail today. (laughs) (laughs) He never said a word, Brian. I had no idea where he was going. So, so so wait, he went through the entire getting arrested and being... Uh, bailed out and going through the process of talking to a lawyer and getting to the point where he was actually ready to go in for his crimes without anyone knowing. Yes. Wow. I mean, we knew we knew he was going to court. We knew he was in trouble. You know what I mean? For um. All right. So so talk about and, that. And How- if if he if he ever had to like I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like spend a night in jail. I mean, because at that time I was. I was college age, so you know what I mean. I was yeah, focusing yeah. on, you know, just oh. doing doing my own thing, and uh, you know, so that that's where, uh, you know, I was just kind of focused on my own my own thing. So I don't, I wasn't around the house, you know, freshman and sophomore year much. And then all I, the first the first inkling I knew that, you know, he was, um, you know, I mean, there were reference, there was innuendo, you know what I mean. My father was like, oh, you know, I'm worried about going to Danbury, and you're worried about. You know, I don't know, you know what, I mean? <laughs> what we're going to have for dinners. You know what I mean? Like that, that kind of thing. You know, he would, there were little remarks like that every so often, little inklings that, that there was, that there was trouble, but you know what I mean? I just sort of, I can't say I dismissed it. You know, I was a teenager. I'm self-absorbed, you know, I just right. didn't, I didn't, didn't really register. But, you know, I gotta, uh, I gotta say self-absorbed is the last, I think the last thing that anybody that knew you would say about you ever. Oh, well, you know, I mean, I'm just doing what teenagers did. I mean, you know, I, I you know, that I, I think that's just naturally occurring. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Knowing it, that from the teenagers that I have, you know, self-absorbed. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I I look out, you know what I mean? I don't, I, I'm not, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, All right. So, 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 so talk about, raising kids. Talk, talk about, you have two daughters, you're married happily for how long? Yeah. Uh, this will be, this year's 25 years. Dude, being married, but we were together since uh, I was 19. 25 years in a row? (laughs) Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Maybe you should take a little time off. Like, even bald eagles mate for life for 80 years, but they take summers off. Do they really? Yeah, they do. They, I don't they, know. I don't know about that. I have to look into that. No, I have. Um, a, I have a joke. I, I have to say, I've got a pretty good gig, though, Brian. You know, what I, mean? I, like, have, you know. I have a joke where I say there's 1.5 million species on the planet right now. Do you know how many of them mate for life? I don't know. Less than 20. Yeah. Uh, of the 20, like 10 of them only live for like 20 minutes. Like a fruit fly mates for life because he's only here for fucking 20 minutes. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's enough. I the, guess, the, huh? the only two that make any longevity is humans and bald eagles, and bald eagles spend six months apart. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I I wish anybody who got married married as well as I did because. Uh, yeah, you did good, you know, man. No, I'm uh, everybody. I, I, I did. I, I'm luckier than most. Yeah. No. No. Um, you know, she put up with a lot of my nonsense too. What nonsense, dude? The only nonsense I ever saw that you got into was when when Richie or Tommy pissed you off so much. I remember you trying. I was trying to get you home safely one night after. It was either I think it was, <laughs> yeah, it was after it was after uh, Kelly and Dwayne's wedding. We were over at um, Paul uh, Henry Heather Henry's house and the Henry's house, and I had I I'm gonna admit this, but I had a bunch of blow on me. And Tommy, Pete, and Richie all thought that you were doing it with me, and they gave you a bunch of shit. And I remember them covering you in beer, like you were covered in. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, so I, like, I, Blaine, I don't you're... know if I've ever been so close to wanting to fight Tommy. You know, what I mean? <laughs> actually, I've wanted to fight Tommy a lot, but Tommy could kill me. So wait, wait, you know what I mean? hold, he just sort of like wait, laughed wait, it hold, off. Hold on one second. I got to start the car because it's gonna shut off. Because that was a great point. Hold on. Yeah. Um, boy. All right, so I'm gonna um, I'll edit this part out, but um, we'll we'll head towards an ending um, with this story because we're like uh, 41 minutes in. So th this has been an awesome episode. Okay. Any anything you regret saying or talking about? What so far? No. Yeah, yeah because because from here I want to have Tommy on because Tommy's willing to come on and talk about his money laundering, and then um, Kelly wants to come on. So I would love to do like a group of all of us just sitting, shooting the shit about everybody and saying, hey, this is what I remember. And this is what, because, because I think that that might be one of the better ways to honor Kev, you know, anybody with stories. Because I, you know, Tommy reminded me of that story of Kev getting in that fight. I was there that day. You were there that day. We all saw Kev hop the, hop the fence. And, uh, excuse me. I, I, I have a little, I have a Kevin story. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. I'm going to, um. All right, let me shut this down. Let me make sure we're still recording. Um, wait. And there you go. All right, so you got a Kevin story? Well, yeah, yeah. I remember, well, the, the, you know, we carried on a little bit about the mescaline night. I don't I don't remember exactly if it was that night, but I remember that there were more than one occasion where we went out in pursuit of mescaline. Mal Street. Generally. Mal Street yes, Lynn. your brother <laughs> in the citation. Yeah, the shit citation. The two-tone citation, and I, 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 for the life of me, I can't remember his buddy, but you and I were sitting in the back. Yeah. And uh, um, uh, I remember Kevin, and and you know this is from some of the some of the um, you know his driving, right? I remember <laughs> him, larger than life, in the front seat of this Chevy old Chevy Citation hatchback, and and he was adjusting the mirrors. It took like ten minutes to get underway from your the front of your house, because. He wanted the mirrors so that Perfect. all he had to do was move his eyes yeah. like so that he could get the fastest registry of whatever <laughs> was in one of those mirrors without having to turn his head. Like yep. that, that was – oh, So God. do you remember – wait, then, wait. Of I got to – Do you remember the rear view, how he would take two fingers and just tap on one side, just like tap, tap? Yes. And I was like, Fuck. Yeah, like, like – like, <laughs> Yes. And right. that night, that night, I'm sure the, the starfish night was um, – Partly because of him. Precipitated by by one of one of Kevin's, uh, you know what I mean. Prep yeah. for you know prep for a Mal Street run. All right, I, uh, I, I and think, the citation. I think you might be right about that. Um, now. Oh yeah, no, any, I remember. Any, what, sure. uh, do you have any uh, memories of my dad? Um. Well, uh, yeah, I do. I I can't say from high school necessarily, but um, your wedding. Oh shit, uh, Blaine! I totally yep. fucking forgot. See, this is why I love you, man. Like of all the people that that I was like, hey, I I need this person at my wedding. It was you, man. I, I, all right. Oh, I was. I, I yeah, yeah. No, it was great. And um, wait, you you we you sat... made a toast. I did. Yeah, I think so. Wow, I think man. I did. This is what I love about these episodes because, like, that was a memory my brain just, you know, wasn't wasn't looking back on. Like, it's not like I'm gonna think about that in the shower. On the other hand, I'm yeah. glad I can access that that pathway again, man. I remember that, and, and it's always because I think the connection between two shitty dads has always made me feel like, hey, it doesn't matter how much time goes by. 
I can pick up the phone whenever I need to. I can talk to Tommy. I can talk to Blaine. I can talk to anybody that, that knew me back then. And, and it's almost like they can understand all the space in between instantly and be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, well, you know, I, I like to think, I say this all the time, uh, you, know, I, you know what I mean, like Dwayne and Richie going, but, uh, you know, Glenn, um, you know, it's, it's you know, we were such a tight bunch through, like, one of the most formative times in our lives that, you, you know what I mean, like, you just, there's a connection there and a, and a, and a, and a care and a, and because of that, you know what I mean, I remember, <laughs> Yeah. you know what I mean, like, you know, I, I meet lots of people, you know what I mean, who I spend 10, I mean, this guys I work with, I spent 10, 15 years working with, I, you know, I don't, I don't remember anything about them, you know, Yeah. but you know what I mean, I, 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 uh, I, don't, know, I don't know, I mean, I remember, remember Kevin tapping on the mirror to go to before we went to Mal Street to get mask on, <laughs> to, to, to take or, a 10 minute ride. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so, so uh, but uh, well, with your dad, with your dad, I remember him. You know, I, I mean, he was he had been out, um, and we sat across from him, um, you know, at, at, for dinner. Yeah. So, so um, let me let me ask you: Do you remember Henry at his table? Yeah, Henry at his table. But do you remember Kev calling in the middle of it, right in the middle? I, 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 rem I remember. I think I'm pretty sure. And, and your father got up and left to take the call. Um, as I as I recall, he, but only like halfway through, like he answered it. Oh, hey, Kev. Like th this is somebody like my grandmother didn't come. Babunya wouldn't come because, uh, you know, uh -huh. it was either an excuse to stay home. My dad told me she wasn't feeling well. But at that point, yeah. Grandpa uh, Bun had already written me off. I, I had already displeased her enough. Um, mm -hmm. And me and Kev weren't talking at that point. So um, to have dad at the wedding was nice. Yeah. But at the same time. To have Kev call in the middle of it and, and Dad be interrupted was just—I don't know—it was just poorly timed. Yeah, yeah, kind of a kind of a. Well, I honestly, Brian, I mean, I remember the call, and um, you know, I thought to myself a little bit based on your relationship with Kevin at the time, which I wasn't acutely, but I was, you know, peripherally aware. Um, I mean, because you were living in—well, uh, you were living in Salem. No, no I was in did you, had you moved to Somerville from Salem? From we went from Salem to Nahant. From Nahant to um, Cambridge, um, I can't. Yeah, the maybe that was it. Did you do you remember the pitbull? Did you ever meet the pitbull we had? Mau Mau. Mau Mau, yeah. That thing was death. Yep, I that remember. Thing was death on four feet. Oh yeah. Oh my god, yeah, that no thing. real in that thing. That dog that, was energy. <laughs> that thing energy. could kill. Could kill a. Could. could oh, it was. It was vicious. So. Um, yeah, you're going to have your hands full of that thing. Yeah, without a doubt. And then it turned a year and they were like, hey, pitbulls will either calm down after a year or they get worse. And Mama was like, hey, how about that worst thing? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's take it to the yeah. worst thing because I'm not calming down. Um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And, and, and I got to say, uh, wrapping this up, this has been a great episode. I'm going to I want to continue episodes like this because season four without even me trying ha has uh, turned into exactly what I wanted it to be is let's sit down and we'll talk about how nobody's perfect. Everybody makes fucking mistakes. And, and, and you know, we're talking about a pretty upscale private you know, Catholic high school where you would think nothing goes wrong. See, see, I see all of this as like a season one of family jewels. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, so I just lay back and, and listen to these episodes. And I'm like, this will make an awesome backstory for these fucking people now. So, so I'm going to give you some background. I hired private investigators to do the work that uh, the producers in Hollywood wanted me to do, which is, hey, go up to Boston and try to find everything you can that substantiates your story. So I said, hey, screw it. I'm just going to contact a PI and I'm going to have them go do it. So I heard from them today and they were like, hey, we have an entire team on it. They're gathering everything. So with any luck, I will have the news story about our family when dad was perp walked. I'll have... I'll have so much information to be able to present to anybody looking to make this into anything um, within yeah. the next, you know, couple months. Hopefully sooner than later. But her assurance today was that they are working on it. So um, it's just cool because I, I just I don't know. I could see this as a total Genesis backstory of of um, awesomeness. I would sit and watch uh, your story anytime. Well, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not like a great storyteller, Brian, but you're, you're a pretty, you're a great interviewer. So, you know what I mean? Ask me anything. I, I'm trying to give you the question. I mean, give you the answers, you know? No, I, and least, no. You, know, you may have to reel me in a little bit. I, I might get a little long winded. And I think for me, when, when I was interviewing Tommy, I was a little bit afraid because I wasn't sure what, you know, I'm always, you know, afraid of what my, anybody's willing to reveal because again, when I first got out of prison, my grandmother said, lie, 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 lie. And I never, I did the exact opposite. Anything my grandmother told me, I usually did the opposite of because it just didn't feel right to me to go in and say, hey, this is who I was. This is what I did. If you're going to judge me for it, judge me for it right now. Don't in a couple months when you eventually find out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta address that eight hundred pound gorilla in the room. Every, now, have you every met, chance you get? Have you met with any discrimination prior to Dad's, you know, incarceration or anything like that? Discrimination. I, I, I mean, you like. Well, I, I'll tell you, it made it a little, it made it a little weird with the administration, you know, going back to school. No shit. Sure. Um, they knew about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, huh? They knew about your dad getting they, arrested. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They did. And, um, and, uh, well, I mean, there was one occasion where, you know what I mean? I got into this little, little, you know, difference of opinion with an upperclassman one time. He was, I might've been a junior or something like that. And, um, uh, you know, you know, I think, I think, I don't know this for sure. You know what I mean? But my old man came down and straightened it out because I went to the, um, I went to the, uh, uh, you know, it's a military school, right? So it's yeah. like a like a junior, you know, a private. You know what I mean? Get in a fight with an officer or something right, like that. Right, so, right. you know, I got I was a I was a sophomore or a junior, and I got in a fight with a senior, and and uh, you know, and then you know that one of the you know the paid you know what I mean one of the dorm parents or whatever you know the people that came, you know, he's he's kind of a big deal at the school. You know what I mean? He comes charging up after me. You know what I mean? Like all like you know super tough guy. You know who do you think you are? And he puts me into a corner. I went and I told my father that my father came down and read that guy, the fucking riot. <laughs> I mean, and I, I honest to God think that my father backed him up Wow. enough. And I, I wonder sometimes if, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. He just came in with this crazy Italian nonsense. You know what I mean? And, so what, what, um, how do you feel about your dad now to, to wrap this episode up? What are your feelings about your old man? Now, can you, um, how did he I, die? Diabetes complications oh. from diabetes, not Ta taking care of his health. Ta uh, he was 61 when he passed in '96. 61 is Jesus. That's young. Now we're talking type one or type yeah. two. Type two or one. Type type two. Adult okay. adult onset. All right. Yeah. So he didn't take care of himself, and and it, it, no, it, no. I mean, he was an old school Italian guy. I mean, a bowl of pasta will straighten me out, and you know what I mean. I think he believed that the hospital was just another bureaucracy that was trying to bilk him for thousands. You know, yeah. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> He, he might be right. You know, what do these doctors know? Huh? <laughs> what are these stupid doctors with all these degrees now? I get it. Well, I think it's bureaucracies. They were very suspect of any bureaucracy. You yeah. know what I mean? Any so, government agent. And I mean, I can't say that he thought that the hospital was so I gotta agency, my, my but, you know what I mean? As soon as he felt like they were in his pocket, he was like, they're after me. <laughs> my, grand, my grandmother was the same way until you went to ask for money. So, so my uh, grandmother. Say that again. My grandmother was the same way. Hated bureaucracy until you had to go somewhere and ask the government for money. So she brought me to oh, the social oh, security. I gotcha. She brought me to social security right after I got out, and she said, "Hey." Uh, she made me go up to the window and say, "Hey, I just got out of prison. I have PTSD. I can't work. I'm all freaked out." And the woman said, "Get away from me. Look at you. You're fine." And my grandmother walked up and she's like, he doesn't sleep. He doesn't eat. He just like, like, and she, she painted this picture of me that was completely not true, but it, that's, that's sort of the same thing I'm talking about since the beginning was, Hey, I hate government until I find out that, Hey, the government will give me a check. Oh, Hey, like my grandmother never refused a government check, but she hated the government. Oh yeah. Well, you know, when they benefited from the, from the government, <laughs> yeah. you know, you hear an exclamation like, um, what a country. No, yeah. this is the greatest country in the world. But those motherfuckers. Yeah. 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 No, All right. Was, so, was, so, but you know, the, the, the old man, I, I wish he didn't, you know what I mean? Blow up the family. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Cause it, 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 you know, I feel like that's kind of what happened. And you know what I mean? I, I think in my heart of hearts, I might have a little bit of resent. I might be a little resentful about it, but Same you man. know, in, in the end, you know what I mean? We, we all developed a, some resourcefulness and, 
you know that that has been that has been the common thread already two seasons into season four that hey uh all of this stuff blah 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 but the worst part of it wasn't the time it wasn't the suffering it was watching a family just get completely fractionated just get completely dissected uh that you can't come back from man and and that that's what i think i'm trying to drive home throughout this whole season is and tommy made that point tommy was like hey you know what it was watching my mother go through this that that made it the worst part of all of it oh yeah and i agree with that i mean i I mean i don't know brian i i i salute you and all that you're doing and uh, you know i'm flattered to be asked to you know (laughs) be on your be on your podcast yeah, we're but, gonna we're um, gonna get you on again you know what soon. i mean i have always felt like tommy did too you know i just you know you've you've had you know the hardest road to hoe you know that out of any of us i think and uh uh you know I, you know you, you you you're doing the right things you know what i mean it's all awesome and and i you know what i mean this is it'll be it'll be all that like i i'm gonna say like spring coiling you know what i mean that when it unleashes you're gonna be so you know happy successful you're really gonna you know, I mean, if you aren't already, which you probably are. <laughs> um, no, man, I'm waiting for that I, day I too. Think, I, I can't listen to that enough. I'm waiting for that day too, and I, I thank you for saying that. Yeah, no, this 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 whole podcast thing is is great. I mean, I mean, it's kind of it just it captures everybody. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's a great it's a great story. Um, yeah. I, I mean, well, you know, it it sucks that you had to live through it, you know, but you've got a great tale to tell. And, but all of us, I, it, now, so. and I think that again, that's the point of season four. That we all do. We all have a tale to tell, and and mine may may be a, a couple echelons above, but we all know the same bullshit. We all know the same pain. We all know the disappointment of somebody that's supposed to love you the most doing something that was in your best interest the least. Concur. Yeah. 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 Right, yeah. So, There's so, no so. doubt about that. I mean, that is a that's <laughs> that is a that's, True words, man. I mean, right. there's a parallel there that, you know, we, we share for sure. All right, Blaine, I'm going to go and I'm going to chop this episode up. I'm going to release it this weekend. I'm going to do maybe an ad on Facebook that says, hey, stay tuned this Saturday. But thank you so much for being, man. This this has been an awesome conversation. I couldn't have asked for it to go. Uh, you know, I love you, Brian. You know, right, it's, you too, it's good. Do, do, do whatever you want and, you know, I look forward to talking again. All right, man. Take good care, Brian. We'll catch too. you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye now.